This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Minas. 7 a.m. Good morning. It is T to Green every Saturday, 7 o'clock, right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Thanks for being with us here in the middle of August as, uh, yes, the golf season is in full swing and heading towards its finale. The final major of the year is in the books, and we'll be talking about that here at some point through the course of the show. As we welcome you in this week to our WGR studios, Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Gentlemen, good morning. Kevin? Morning. I had a GPS to place. We haven't been in here in a long time. <laughs> a long time, yes. We've been, the road show, our tour has yes. been out and about all over Western New York, and we are here in studio this week. Jeff, good morning. Good morning. It is kind of fun to go out see all the other clubs, though. You know, we got to see some really neat, beautiful places this summer and sit on some really cool patios, so I don't mind that. Absolutely. Last week, we were at the, the Western New York PGA Cabin at Fox Valley Club. It was very nice to be there. But uh, we're here in studio this week, and a chance for us to talk golf for the next hour here, your local spot for golf talk in Western New York right here on Tee to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Michelob Ultra. <clears throat> we'll talk about our Michelob Ultra golf challenge. Do we have a little to? Bit. I think we at least have to mention it. Yeah, Kevin and I had our uh, Michelob Ultra <laughs> event this week, and uh, it did not go well for us, but no. we'll, we'll get to that later. It's all how you tell the story, though. Yeah, so. we are gonna, we'll tell it well. I'm sure we will, yes. Custom Turf, also one of our presenting sponsors, uh, and our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. We played our event at Tantara, and thanks to Scott Arnold and everybody there for having us out, but... Uh, since it wasn't great news, we'll 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 push it for later in the show. Good idea. Yes, exactly. How will we do it at eight oh eight oh five? Eight oh five when we're <laughs> off the air. That's right. Absolutely. Coming up here on the show, we will uh, be reflecting on Justin Thomas's PGA win here. Also, our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week with our pro Jeff Metis. We'll be talking about chipping coming up here shortly. Of course, our check of the Encore Golf and Cobra Puma Golf. PGA Tour leaderboard, we'll get our Absolute Care check of the PGA Tour Champions Tour, see what they're up to. And the ladies are participating in their version of the Ryder Cup this week, the Solheim Cup going on in Des Moines, Iowa. And uh, it's actually, I believe, set to go in about an hour and a half or so. Actually, but just about an hour or so from now. So uh, we'll let you know if you haven't seen that yet. Always fun when it's the United States against Europe, and uh, we'll let you know what's going on there. And... We're in the studio this week, so if you've got a thought or a comment on your game, we could actually take a phone call if you'd like, 803-0550 or 1-888-552-550. If you want the best advice in Western New York from golf, Jeff Metis is here for you. If you want worldly advice, Kevin Sylvester is here for you as well. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, how That's get, right. How to play a lot of rounds of golf in a week, Kev? How do I, how I did do have, you do it? That's yeah. right. <laughs> I did have a, 
I'm exhausted from this week. Honestly. <laughs> it's a long. Oh, you've had a busy week waits. of golf, Kevin. Yeah. Four to five days. Four to five. Four uh, the weekdays I played. Now, if we go back to like a week from today, then it'll then it'll be five of seven. All right. Well, one more yeah. round. You got my yearly total. All right. I thought well, golf listen, pros play golf every day. Yeah, we right. do. That's all we do is get up. Uh, listen, it's golf. tough. It's tough to do. Um, yeah, right, it is. <laughs> listen, no, you no, walked in here awesome. like a trooper. You were awesome. you're fresh and ready to go for the show, um, despite sure. your your overworked week. Sure, sure, I am. I've been a lot of over things this week. I had my annual physical. I'm over there, something there too. So, <laughs> <laughs> just, start, just start walking when you play. You'll lose. All kinds of yeah. weight that way. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Problem is, I got a bag in one hand and something in the other hand. <laughs> True. The that's little bolter. All right. Anyhow, that's right. Well, let's talk about the PGA Championship. Last week, when we were on the air on Saturday from Fox Valley Club, it was a uh, very jam-packed, tight leaderboard, and there were many storylines to come in between Saturday morning and the finale on Sunday night. But Justin Thomas ends up getting it done. As I don't know if pull away is the word, but I guess was the better player amongst a large group of players in contention. At one point, it was a five-way tie for the lead with the players on the back nine. And, Kev, you know this course, Quell Hollow, very well. It uh, On Saturday, kind of players were getting frustrated. The, long, the, the rounds were very long. Guys could not putt on these greens. But Sunday, the course, I think... It was probably about the the setup that they were looking for that allowed for some birdies, some excitement, and there was a lot of shakeup up and down on the leaderboard. Yeah, yeah there was. Um, yeah, the first, you know, rain uh, affected some of the scoring conditions in, in a good way. So if yeah. you caught the draw right, yeah, you were able to score for the event. They did, you know, they had five par fours that were over five hundred yards. <laughs> right, yeah, so <laughs> many. We're criticizing the setup of the golf course. Hey, this is this is too hard for a PGA championship. You know, there's certain. I know Jeff. Jeff kind of winced there, but that was some of the criticism during the tournament. Even the the member uh, Webb Simpson, who belongs to Quail Hollow, said this was too hard for a PGA championship. So, guy belongs there, and and was commenting on that. So sees sees it day in and day out. But the course itself, you have to get your scoring done. Before you head to the green mile, 16, 17, 18. They're not scoring holes whatsoever. And I think you saw that. I'll bear it out. Uh, although Justin Thomas, you know, what yeah. a shot on 17 to seal the deal and put the put the exclamation point on his championship by making a birdie on 17. Where, trust me, you're, you stand on that tee box. And I played it. You stand on that tee box. You don't even look at the flag. You look at that right hill. That's your That's your aim point right there. You know, for most golfers, and even for many of the pros, the miss is right, and that's where they go. Not him. <laughs> he took it hard of the green with a little draw on it, get, you know, 15 feet away and drains a birdie. Might have been a little closer. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess you're trying to win a tournament at that point. You know, you're not trying to not. But he was it. in the lead, though. Yeah, I, mean, I know. He didn't but you need to do it. You still, you're still trying. You're confident at that point. You know, and you're, all you're seeing is your target and where it's going. And uh, and if you uh, it's sometimes when you start to play a little conservative when you're playing that well, you start picking. You know, you start making indifferent swings, maybe. So if you're still trying to make birdie, if you're still trying to lock that thing down, that's. You know, I, I wouldn't disagree if I was his caddy. Hey, we're going to fire right at this pin. You've hit shots great. You've been playing yeah. great, and uh, he's had a really good year. So you'll uh, prevent defense. Then, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that kind of theory. I and I agree, and uh, and certainly he's 
earned his he's worked his way up and it, I, you know it's one of those guys that seemed like it was his turn ricky fowler by the way the oh. 17th hole you know that's the that's the reason maybe he's not we're right. talking about him winning yeah. if he doesn't rinse it it could be a whole different story yeah his saturday, saturday his saturday finish double bogey bogey and with how great he did i mean he lost by three i mean there's three strokes there again we know golf doesn't always equate to there's three there oh there's the difference but Boy, it definitely could have been, and with how great he played on Sunday, as we've been saying with Justin Thomas, well, it's about his time. I mean, we've been saying this for Ricky Fowler now for the last couple of years, and not to say that he's not going to get it, but now his good buddies are all getting him, and you figure at some point, when does that pressure start to get to him a little? He said all the right things. He was out there on the green with Justin Thomas and was very supportive, but you got to think, Kev, that he is thinking, God, like, there, this should some, be me now. This yeah. should be me there. I mean, there's yeah. been history there for Ricky Fowler, and it it made me now different scenario. Um, but the Honda Classic back in February, which Ricky won, he had a large lead, and then he on the tee box and 17 at PGA National rinses it short, similar, and got up and down for birdie, and then made his par on 18, and he won by three three strokes. But it was. You know, one of those things where maybe he was firing at it because he was on all cylinders there. I, I, the pin was up on Saturday. So I, I think he he's going for it, right? I mean, that's what you have to do. And he hit, he didn't hit a great shot. And that's it. But he keeps knocking on the door, you know. I mean, we're, we're talking about him at every major, it seems now, as being a competitor and a contender in those events. So, you know, you just, you know, what do they say? Jack Nicklaus had more second-place finishes than, you know, what's he got? 30 or whatever it was, yeah, some, crazy yeah, number crazy of second number of finishes, place yeah. finishes in majors. So you just, you know, even the greatest players in the world aren't going to, things got to fall your way. You know, you you go out there, you play as hard as you can, and sometimes it works out in your favor, and sometimes you play great, and it just doesn't work out. So I, I, I'm encouraged, I don't think it's going to, I think he's going to end up getting his, and uh, and he's just becoming a better player. All Every time he... You have one of these situations where you're in that cauldron and you hit a bad shot. You learn something about yourself and you learn something about your game and then you go work on it and you refine it. And the next time you're in that situation, you hit a better shot. You're more confident. You you understand your game better. So, And he's one of the best players in the world. So I, I'm not too worried about him not getting a major. He's still very yeah. young. Right, still very, very young. 28. The, yeah, the staggering yeah. stat, by the way, to, to jump in on the Jack Nicholas point. 48 times Is it that in majors, he's finished first, second, or third in the top three. 48 times. And he's won 18. Yeah. So 30 of them, he, you know. He 30 was of right, them, he had a chance. He was right there like Ricky Fowler. Yeah. Right. In addition to the 18 he's already won, the other 30. I mean, that's, well, that's really amazing. Well, you know what? Jeff brings up a really interesting point, and I think, well, amateur golfers know when you play in your club event, you play, you know, whatever kind of tournament you play in, you look at the field and the depth of field and how many players are in the field. And you look at the PGA Tour, like finishing second is not a failure. No. 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 You beat 143 correct. guys. Correct. Yeah, 143 of the best players in the world that week. Yeah. You know, the, or at the PGA, I think it's 150 something. Yeah. Well, they'll do field. 144 to 154, mm-hmm. um, you know, in that range. Depends on the tournament. So when you think about it, not winning. You're in the top. There's a reason why top tens get invited back for majors every year. It's a, there's a reason why that happens. Some top twenty five, some top thirty. There's a reason. That means you you played really well. You beat pretty much everybody else except for one guy. And you look on the PGA Tour week in and week out. 
there's always somebody. I mean, try picking a winner every week. Incredibly difficult to do. Like, there's a mix of guys in the majors that we know because of the the, the event and the, mm-hmm. the magnitude of it. Um, but try picking it uh, like this week at the Wyndham, right? I mean, yeah, it's a, it's anybody a, can get on a run and play great golf in that zone. Anybody in that field. Yeah, literally, if there's 144 guys, I would say going into the event, uh, 80 of them could win that week. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think a bunch of them maybe are, are struggling with their game or not, but but all it takes is two or three good swings or seeing a couple putts go in the hole. And these are the best. There's a little bit of confidence. You, know, you play well, and maybe you get a good break, and the other guy gets a bad break. Um, but, you know, I think the best players, they focus on the process. You know, like I got to think of Ricky Fowler's taken from this. Hey, I was in the contention again. I'm getting closer. I'm get, you know, I guess that's how I would think. And then he's motivated for next year. So, hey, I hit these two bad shots or whatever that I, you know, kind of define my season for me. So he'll spend the offseason making sure he doesn't hit that shot again or working with the instructor or whatever it is, trying to get better, trying to find that extra shot he needs uh, to, to, to break through and the opportunities will be there for him. He's still, like I said, I, he's a long way from being done as far as a golfer goes. What's the more more impressive stat? Jack's second place finishes in majors or Tiger's consecutive cuts made streak? Hmm. How, what was his cuts made streak again? It was long. 140? Yeah, something? it's a gazillion. Yeah. Brian looked that one up yeah. too. Will yeah. <laughs> Bring Brian to work. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's tough. It's, I, I think I would almost, man, I don't know. Uh, that's a very, very good question. It's pretty impressive to week in, week out, be in the top half of the field at a PGA Tour event. 142. No matter, 142 one, in a row. That's over years. I mean, you're playing I think 20 boy. events a year or something. You, know? you I don't have an answer right now. You never had an off week. Well, that's, no, no. Here's the thing. That's what I'm you, but his Tiger, off week was good enough to make the cut. Right. There were a couple times where yeah. you know he would grind to make the cut because he still believed he would win. Right. Listen, I'm sure there's there's players out there who have a bad round. It's not going that way, and you know maybe they got a little injury or something. They withdraw because something's not right. Tiger never withdrew because because he played hurt. And he wanted to make the cut. He still felt he had a chance to win. That's how, what I think. I don't think it was about the cut streak for Tiger. I think it was he felt, hey, I get to the weekend. I can shoot a low round two days in a row and win the thing. Well, was there I, was there a better competitor than Tiger in any no. sport? Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, I would. I that's a really really difficult thing to just. So many guys too. If you have a bad first day and you kind of start off sloppy the second day, they're thinking, "Hey, I got the weekend off. I can go see my kids or whatever it is." Tiger's working the opposite way. He's like, "I got to find a way to be here for the weekend," um, and he always did. And you know, there was no weaknesses in his game. But Jack Nicholas, you know, that's that's pretty impressive too. I I guess if I had to take a side, I'd take Tiger's side just because Tiger was competing against tougher fields. Um Nicholas had some very fine players over a very long career that he competed against, but the depth of the field wasn't nearly as good as they are nowadays. Do uh, I sound old when I say nowadays, yeah. by the way? No, it's all right. <laughs> Brian Coziel, right. Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro, Jeff Meadis here on T to Green. We're talking about last week's PGA championship. Uh, if you want to jump in with a thought, 803-0550 or 1-888-550-2550. One player I want to get both of your reaction on, because I was surprised by it a little, is Hideki Matsuyama, after having an outstanding Saturday, shooting a 64. Of course, the previous week, he's coming in one of the favorites after ripping up Firestone and playing so great in Akron at the Bridgestone Invitational. He puts himself in great position going into the weekend. Had an okay Saturday, but at Sun... At, what mid that eh, late front nine he's got the lead and i'm thinking okay this he's gonna he's gonna be the winner here today i didn't take him for being a guy that maybe would feel like maybe 
conditions or pressure, things would get to him, but he just didn't seem happy the whole round. There was a lot of no, never swings <laughs> and follow-throughs where the one hand would come off the club. And I know that putting isn't his number one get-go, but like those shots that he was sticking, like they were just not there. And I, I was just surprised with the miss after miss after miss. Maybe I should, in some sense, compliment him the fact that he was still in it and clearly not having his A game, Kev. But this, I mean, this is a guy that we also could throw in the Fowler category of, hey, who's the who's the the best player on tour right now that hasn't won a major? And you know, Fowler is clearly there, but Matsuyama is also in that group. Well, I, I throw him in the same. He is in that category, and you could argue: is it Matsuyama or Fowler, the best one? That you know, they're they're the best ho- player currently on yeah, tour. They're right? lead horses right now, um, for me anyway. Matsuyama and McElroy to me are very similar in that it, their ball striking is superb, but their putting is average, and the ball striking has to make up for it. You got to hit those tight shots, right. as you're saying. His and, great round on Friday. They said all his birdies, the many that he had, they were all of them were less than ten feet. Right. You look at you look right. at uh, feet, you know, put, feet of putts made. Right. right. Um, this is where Spieth gains ground because he makes well, the long ones. He makes long, but yeah. but and also, medium lengths even too. But yeah. You can't just look at that alone. You got to look at the the TD green ball striking. So if you're hitting the ball tight and you only make eighty feet of putts, let's say, it means you're really you're dialed right. in you're and you're inside of ten feet all the time, bang, you know, or even less. Um, so he's not the greatest putter, never has been. But when his ball striking's on, he's nearly unbeatable like he was at Firestone. He was incredible, shooting a 61 uh, in the final round to win that thing. Roy McIlroy, when he wins, his ball striking is phenomenal, driving the golf ball and putting it tight and then doesn't have to put so much pressure on the putter where he's got to make 18-footers, 20-footers. He's making 10-footers. He's making 6-footers, 7-footers. That, that matters a lot, and, and Matsuyama wasn't doing that. Well, and it, the stat, I think, on the tour is that PJ Tour players make 50% of their six- or seven-footers. So I think it's expert, even five-footers. Yeah, it's it's lower than you'd think for them making that. I and told it, myself that on Wednesday when I lipped out a five-footer. Anyways, go ahead. But you look at a guy like Matsuyama, everything's firing. You know, you could just be off by the, the hair, the tiniest hair in your motion, and that means instead of a six-foot uphiller right to left, you've got a 10-foot downhiller left to right, and that putt becomes you know a little more difficult to make, and, and sometimes you just see the putts going in or sometimes you just see the shots better than you do and if anybody's feeling pressure and he's got the pressure of a nation on him you know and um, you were describing the uh the the media how they cover him and how how uh, voracious their app their 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 appetite is for what he does on the golf course and so you know if those things start to factor in that can be a distraction I, i i also think like him he's you know he is maybe not the greatest putter he's still if he's playing with you and i he's a great putter um, correct to, yes <laughs> p- compared to anybody you we we know um but um he's um he's you know great ball striker great you know great work ethic he's going to break through someday too and uh and then you might you always say well once they break through you'll see great things well they had to do great things to break through also so um uh, he, I enjoy watching him play, to be honest. So it, I'm looking forward to many, many years of watching. How old is Matsuyama? Do we know? Yeah. He's in his 20s he's also. He's in his 20s, yeah. yeah. He's a big, strong man, too. You know, the, you, you mentioned about breaking through, and I just, for some reason, David Duvall came to mind mm-hmm. for me because, you know, all those years where I mean, he, was the, he was the number one player in yeah. the world in the Tiger era. I mean, David Duvall was a great player. I watched that 59 with the Eagle putt on the last to win that tournament. That was right. awesome. That yep. was at the Bob Hope, mm-hmm. right? Um and you're wondering when is he going to win a major? Had 
couple close calls with the Masters. Yeah. Wins the British Open when it was the British Open. Now it's just the Open Championship, and that was kind of it for him. And he and he'd achieved he achieved what he set out to achieve. Correct. And you know what he said? He said he well, a lot of it. There was a lot of uh, emotional. Uh, a baggage uh, with the death of his brother and the guilt that he felt that it was you know he's alive his brother's not uh, due to disease why why am I so all all these things uh, read a long story with him and he said when he won the British Open he goes I didn't feel any different mm-hmm. so I was just kind of like oh well I just achieved what I set out to achieve and I feel the same yeah, so, woke, woke up the next morning like, right. oh well, this should have been this should this should have been life changing yeah and it wasn't mm-hmm. for him. Actually, marriage and being a father is life changing for him, and I think he's an outstanding golf commentator. Oh, I do too. I love the golf team. channel. He yep. is great. Yeah, no, he he does a wonderful job. So. It's also great he's not afraid to give it back to Brandel Chambly. <laughs> well, no, they need that balance. I, they do on need there, that, right? I completely. That's admit. what I, that makes him good. Absolutely. Seven twenty here. The time on TD Green. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Minas. Thanks for being with us here on WGR every Saturday, seven to eight, right here as we give you your local spot for Western New York talk in golf. We'll have our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week coming up in our next segment as uh, Jeff will break down the keys to chipping the ball well. Uh, but just a couple of things here before we go to break. Kev, let's talk about our Michelob Ultra Challenge. First of all, thanks again to one of our presenting sponsors, Michelob Ultra, for doing what now has turned into an annual event where we get to have a contest and uh, two players get to join us for a round of golf. These two players, Nate with a great tweet winning the contest, so he and his guest Mike, the two of them together, uh, played us at Tantera the other day, and kudos to <laughs> Mike and Nate. They played the they played great. Mike didn't miss a drive all day. Tell you what, yeah, Nate but... chips in out, out for a birdie off the green. Nate makes it a great birdie putt. Um, I hit the ball. I hit the ball decently. Uh, my distance is pretty pretty good. Your distance is a little bit better than mine. Mike was out driving us. I, I think mentally, Jeff, we we were having difficult difficult time, especially when it was shamble hitting first. Yeah, we're not used to that. <laughs> it shouldn't affect anything. It's no, I, I, bomb, I, I didn't say it. Yes. I didn't say it should affect anything. I'm just saying it was just demoralizing. I mean, this guy, Mike, was just drilling it down the it. fairway because Brian can bash it. Brian I know, hits but I w- I wasn't. Brian, Kevin Brian, I, I never seen. Have... Say, I'll say. Listen, I don't want to take away from the way they played. Yes, because they played really well. They they did. They deserve a ton of credit. It's I've right, never I'll, seen Brian. I'll say it for myself. I, I didn't I, drive I never, well I, at all. No, so. you <laughs> drove the ball terribly, and I didn't drive it much better. So there you go. That's right. Actually, my I, strength. I'm usually hitting greens, the forte of my game. I think, anyways, um, and. I'm a pretty good putter. I did drain a nice birdie, but our only birdie, which is the problem. You got to make birdies to win match play. And then they answered with a birdie. And then they answered. (laughs) And then they chipped in for birdie in the next hole. Like you got to be kidding me. Um, I couldn't find a green either. So it was equally. We were equal. uh, We were equal to blame. I think if we were playing well, they still they still would have beat us. Absolutely. Now they were great. But our friends at Michelob Ultra, we hope that uh, Mike and Nate had an enjoyable day. Oh, sure. And, they did. Uh, I know they did. Well, they won. They always <laughs> more fun. Well, I mean, yeah. I know. Beating us, playing with us, what, what could be more? I but, Kev, I know that Michelob Ultra provided some great stuff for him. Yes, they, uh, they if did. If you didn't yeah. see the tweets, uh, they got hats. Some slick golf bags, by the way. And those awesome stand bags and yeah. towels. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a really, really good time. Uh, Mike, during the course of his round, wanted to remind me that he said that uh, he, he tweeted at me that he, was gonna, he picked Justin Thomas. So apparently, Mike was on his game all week. 
I did pick Thomas on Sunday. You did. Sunday morning I tweeted out. I said, I'd love to see Kisner win. Because he's a he's a really good guy. I was there for his first one at the RSM Classic, and uh, it was just great. You know, it was a small event, and afterwards he's like, you know, shaking hands with us and just celebrating. You know, it was his first win, and, and um, I wanted to see him win, but I tweeted out. I said, but Justin Thomas will be really tough today, and he was. Yep, absolutely. Now, had I picked him a week before, then I would have really looked good. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I had Fowler, so... You know, he rinsed it. So congrats, Mike and Nate. Thanks, uh, thanks again for playing with us. And next year, if you want to be part of our Michelob Ultra contest, uh, Kevin, I'm sure it'll be back, right? Uh, we're, we're, next year. We're working we're, on it, it to have it come back again? Yes. Yes. And B, we're checking handicaps next year. That's right. That's be right. handicap <laughs> event. No, he didn't check his handicap? There's an online app for that. That's right. Nah, it, was only, it was only a couple stroke difference. It was pretty even. That's right. We, we play. Listen. Forget how we played. They, they played great. They won. They played great. They won it. They, I, I don't That's think right. they were going to lose to anybody that day. That's how good they, they played. played. Great. Absolutely. Freezer thanks to uh, th- thanks. Well, okay. Next year, yes. I'll get Tim. We'll get Tim Freeze. <laughs> That's right. Thanks to Scott Arnold and everybody at Tantera as well for uh, being gracious hosts. For Brian, all of thank us. you for lunch. By the way, Brian bought me lunch that day. Thank you. Yes. And an excellent recommendation on that chicken sandwich. That's it was good. Outstanding. Chef's doing a great job over it. That was awesome. Right? As you can see by my uh, something I never would have ordered. Here. Never would have ordered. And I'm trying. I'm looking out for you. Yeah, you said you had good. your physical later that day. Yeah, yeah. I said get some I mean, vegetable on the chicken. You're was, like ah. It was fried, but hey, it was <laughs> fried avocado. It was excellent. I think it cancels right. The avocado is really good for you. The fries really bad. It's it's kind of like when yeah. I go through the drive through and they're like, do you want a jumbo size? And I say yes. I'm like, but diet coke. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. It cancels. Very similar. That's well, right. you give me the super shed, but I'm gonna need half. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> That was my Jeff Metis voice. That's right. <laughs> hey, uh, is that what I sound like? Speaking no, of and having... the commercials you do, you break out in that voice. People don't know this is behind the scenes. Jeff will, when you want to uh, say something that like Jeff normally wouldn't say, but other people would say, you break out in their voice. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Hey, before we go to break, if you're having, if you've, you know, having all these conversations, hearing about great rounds with great friends and fun, you can plan a golf trip, Kevin. Golf Away Tours. Yes. One of the friends of our show here is uh, the spot to go to here if you're maybe thinking about, well, we can't play golf in the winter, but maybe we can schedule something to do with my buddies and plan on something in the south. Or, you know what, maybe for next summer we can get something going overseas. It's Absolutely. not too late to do any of that. Yeah, if you're looking to go to Scotland to play, and who isn't, frankly, um, Golfway Tours, TJ um, Rule will set that up for you. GolfwayTours.com. And... Ireland, I went on a trip last October. I can't believe we're coming up on a year almost uh, with that trip with Golf Away Tours, and it was superb. I, just the, the, the pictures I took on my phone are great. They're my screensavers on my computer at home, just rifling through it. I look at it. Uh, we're actually talking about a little reunion uh, golf outing coming up here with the guys. Uh, and Gail went on that trip. Uh, who's, by the way, Lindsay was the best golfer on the trip. Every round was in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Over, you know, outstanding player. Um Iron Lady Golf. You can check her out. She teaches up in Canada. She's outstanding. Um, but Golfway Tours, check them out. And they go. You want to go somewhere warm? Dominican Republic. Uh, they set up a lot of trips there. Anywhere you want to go, they'll set it up for you. Take care of everything. It's fantastic. Beautiful. Seven twenty-six. We'll take a timeout. We'll get Jeff Metis's PGA Western New York PGA Tip of the Week when we return on chipping. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, and Jeff Metis. We're back with more TD Green right after this on WGR.
As you heard there, it is time for our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week, brought to you by the Western New York PGA Growing and Giving Game. And before we get our tip in, since it's Western New York PGA segment time, we should congratulate again Tim Freeze for continuing his phenomenal year. He joined us last week live from Quail Hollow at the PGA Championship. He's working hard. <laughs> Takes a flight back to Buffalo, is playing in Rochester, shoots 69 on day one, and goes on to win on a playoff hole, and he's the section champion. And uh, again, Kevin, I texted you about this. He's joined our show on a Saturday twice now within the last month or so, and then the next Monday he goes on and wins. I'm sensing a little tea to green karma here. Yeah, he's got the tarma going. That's right. Yeah, just being around us makes people better It's not golfers. that he's a good yeah. golfer at all. It's talking to the three of us right. is what's right. really inspiring. I just made up a word, by the way. Tarma. tarma. No, I, green I, karma. I heard tarma. what you did there. I like Get it. the tarma for your golf game. Jeff, Co- he's, copyright that. He, I will. Uh, I, will. I know you and Freezer are close. He is locked in right now. <laughs> Do you think yeah. hanging out at the PGA all week I mean, could have helped him? I mean, somebody even asked me this. Like, hey, are you watching those guys play all week? I mean, does that help help you? Not only maybe it inspires you to, to play, of course, but... I would certainly, yeah, because I, I know, I mean, Tim and I have done this a thousand times. You know, you're watching good players swing and yeah. you're, you're picking up on the nuances and the things that they do and you're looking for patterns amongst the best players and things that they all do and, and sometimes that can trickle down to your game. You, see, you, you may pick up a little, like a little something from watching a really good player hit balls on the range for a while and you go out and try it in the morning. Hey, you know, this is something I used to do and I'm going to try to get back to it a little bit more. But in Tim's case, he's just, he's always been a very, very good ball striker. He hits it as well as many tour players. Um, and he, he had lost his confidence with his putter years ago and he seems to be through that. No problem. But, uh, yeah, he's playing very well. He's just, he's just always been a great player. He's, um, the thing I tell people about good players, especially Tim, is Tim finds a way to shoot scores. And I used to play with a guy named John Hecker the same way. He just, no matter what was happening out there, if he was hitting it good, hitting it bad, he always found a way to shoot a good score. He'd get it on the green. He'd, he'd get up and down. He'd make the, but whatever it was, if he couldn't hit the driver well, he'd drop down to a three wood and get that in play or an iron and get that in play. And, and um, you know, with bad wrists and bad backs, so there's there's never an excuse. There's always just a way to an opportunity to find a good score. And uh, and yeah, he's 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 done very 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 well. He's he's a very good player. I by the way, kudos to the Western New York PGA for uh, putting some of the videos on Twitter. I was oh, watching yeah. watching the playoff the playoff. Hole. Yeah, I know. I saw cool. that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got a much better Twitter presence lately. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I mean, kudos. I'd like neat. to say congratulations to the kids uh, from the Western York PGA that advanced. I know your son Jack had his uh, his regional from uh, the drive chip and putt. And, yeah, we uh, went uh, to Turning Stone on. Tuesday night, but Wednesday morning was the event. You booked the show and there for next year, right? Turning Stone. We're all going. That's right. I booked around for us for next three year. Day, three day deal, yeah. That's okay. right. Good, good um, job. We, and I, we, we, can, uh, we can name the, the kids that mm-hmm. advance, but yeah, the, the, set, the Central New York PGA as the West New York PGA, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, you guys are all under the PGA umbrella, mm-hmm. d- did a tremendous job. What a cool thing to be at Turning Stone for that event. And uh, yeah, my son Jack participated and I thought did really well. There are some really good young kids that are out there playing, and congrats to all those that uh, that advanced. It was a cool experience. I hope at age seven that he will remember it as I as I as a parent remembered it in terms of just the experience um, to be in a spot like that. And as I said to you, Jeff, before we started the show here, when you were asking me about it, like he's going to get better. I hope, and I would assume with age he will. But he, you know to. To be in that spot to go on to that sub regional like that—that's right. not a guarantee. The only, you know, there's it's so few that move on, and and it's <clears throat> because it's only three shots at each of the the stations. It's like a little bit any, of randomness, anything yeah. can happen there. And 
you know, you watch the kids that were hitting on the on the range and the green. You're like, wow, this kid can hit. This kid can hit this. But one drive that goes out just a yard outside of the flags, and all of a sudden it doesn't count. And now all of a sudden you fall down in the standings, and you're not moving on to the next round. I mean, not that probably the majority of all these players could have had they done it the next day, it would have been a whole other set of results. But um, yes, I, I want to actually say the winners from Western New York PGA. And uh, there were three. If if uh, let's from see, our section. yes, Lily Zhang, yeah, who's a member at the Park Club, really moved nice player. on. So she's going to Wingfoot cool. with a chance to go to Augusta. Sweet. So awesome job, Lily. She's moving on. Carter Hassenplug, also from the Western New York PGA section, he moves on. And Claire, I apologize in advance if I don't say this right. Claire Ulos also advances. So they those get to go three to Wingfoot? from Western New York oh, that's cool. go to Wingfoot. That's the Northeast now regional. That, this was kind of the state regional. Right. So they go to the Northeast with a chance to go to Augusta. But that's the last step. That's so the last step. Last step. They, they perform well there, and it's you know from the Northeast states, I think there's going to be about maybe 15, 16 kids there, and one of them's going to Augusta. Cool. And I would give Lily a good chance, because I've seen her hit balls, so she, she's a good player. And I want to add both good and bad. I this is, uh, and I didn't mean to be this all negative, but I, wa- I want to bring this up because we talk about it quite a bit. The experience there as a parent, obviously you're extremely proud of your child, son or daughter that is participating, as I was obviously for my son Jack. But I, re- I consciously, because of our conversations here on this show, mm-hmm. said, look, this is, I, Brian, don't, just, this is 100% about fun. Let Jack remember this. Let my my father, my father-in-law, my wife came. Like said, this is all about fun. What a great experience! Let's make this as memorable mm-hmm. as possible and in a positive way. And he didn't advance. I thought he did pretty well. He didn't advance, and there was a little disappointment on his part. And I thought that was all part of the learning experience. We stayed to wait for the awards. I wanted him to see, hey, you don't get a medal this time, and that's part of it. Good for you, but like way. I wanted him to see that, and I was happy. He stood there and clapped and like. I know there were some kids that were in tears, but there also were some parents that I thought there that were doing exactly what I know you always advise against, which is the overcoaching, the overhyping, the the parent feels like they're in the tournament. Yeah. And and I don't want to say that it was everybody. I, the majority of parents I saw there were extremely positive, did all the things that you'd want them to do, cheering on the other kids. But there also were a couple of parents that I was just eavesdropping and watching because of just our conversations. Like, I'm aware of these now and mm-hmm. watching. And there's the drill sergeant parent. And there's the parent that's telling this kid who hits a 20-foot putt and misses it by an inch and then has 20 pieces of advice for him. And <laughs> I just think it's so important to, to, to reiterate it all the time for all of us here that we, you know, obviously our focus is golf, but it works for every aspect of sports. Um, Jack does soccer. Kevin, your kids are involved in a ton of different activities like the overparenting, the overcoaching, the pressure that they put on their kids, like I I I feel like is the word try to find a happy balance. I don't know. It just like I was just there was that little negative piece. I'm like, God, don't do that to your son or your daughter there. Yeah, but, you know, and you're not helping them, you know. Who nineteen thoughts in their head? And and the pressure the parents put on these kids, you know, it's like you said, it's supposed to be fun. And when you're a kid in that situation, you you feel your parents' tension, you know, as opposed to if you're relaxed and enjoying the moment, then they're gonna relax and enjoy the moment. If you're tense and micromanaging, they're gonna feel tense and micromanaged and, and it's not making them play better. Giving them tips because they yeah, in between shots is is not not helping them at all. Well, in particular, the age yeah. category 
Jack's at. Right. This this whole right. group was I in mean, seven to nine. We, like, yeah. do, they, do we get juice and cookies after? Right. I mean, that's right. what they. You know. Right. Well, the other thing yeah. is, you're telling them stuff that's usually wrong. You know, keep your head down. You picked your head up. Nope, nope. You picked your head up. Pick, <laughs> if that's you, you have no idea what you're talking about. First of all, to be honest, not to be sound smarmy or whatever. So just let them go out and play and let their athleticism and, and the ability, you know, play the game as opposed to try to make swings and hit the shots as opposed to. You know, trying to make the perfect motion at it. That's not what makes people good players. So, um, yeah, it's frustrating when I see it. I hear it all the time. I see it all the time. I see juniors. Again, get, I don't want to make a blanket yeah. statement. The majority of the parents, parents were awesome yeah. and great and cheering my son on, even though they were competing against them and vice versa. And, you know, and the awards thing I thought was great, mm. like just how they did it. But And that's um, what makes golf great. You know yeah. what? Because now your, your son had a great experience and he learned to be a gentleman and he learned to sit there and lose. And and cheer on for yep. other peoples and comport himself in the proper way. I think you know to go back to Justin Thomas's victory real quick. I think that group of pros is displaying great example of sportsmanship when they stick around to congratulate yes. the winner. Great coming call. off yep. the green, they're wearing t-shirts, whatever, but they stay to shake hands with the winner, their buddy who wins. Who won? Like these guys like each other. They love compete. They compete. They want to beat each other really yeah. bad, but they're friends and they congratulate each other. It used to be. Let's make that a tradition, right? Let's, it, let's make that part of the tradition, right? Of golf. It used to be. Boom, you're out of there. Mm-hmm. But that's changed with Spieth and Fowler, who hasn't won one. Yeah, he's there congratulating yep. guys when they. Win, I remember so. vividly at the 2013 PGA at Oak Hill. Not as publicized, of course. Now with social media, it is more of what Spieth and Thomas and Fowler and all these guys are doing, Smiley Kaufman off the course. But I remember Keegan Bradley, who was nowhere near the top, stuck around for quite a while to see Duffner come in and win because I know those two were close. I remember those two were in the playoff. Was it two years previously at Atlanta when Keegan got his... With that long putt. Yeah, yeah. when yep. Keegan got his... Uh, I don't know, maybe it wasn't the playoff. Anyway, they were neck and neck. To, to win his PGA, and I remember he stuck around for Duffner, and I remember thinking, like, hey, it's rare, as you say, Kev, it's rare to see that on a golf course. Usually, you're not winning. You're... Phil and Tiger were never sticking around to congratulate no. each other. Well, they didn't like each other all that no. much either. But no. I, think it's, I think it's a great point that you didn't win, you're not getting a trophy, yet you chose to stuck there and, and congratulate stay the around and congratulate yeah. Yep. Just Celebr- like they celebrate together, yeah. which is kind of cool. It's really cool. So Absolutely. All right, time out here. On Tee to Green, when we come back, we will get our Encore Golf and Cobra Puma Golf check of the PGA Tour leaderboard and our absolute care check of the PGA Tour champions and a look ahead to the playoffs. This is the last week of the PGA Tour regular season schedule. The playoffs starts next week, so we'll break that all down for you. Kev will be working one of the events, so we're looking forward to getting his insight coming up on that too as uh, we take a time out here. Hope you're enjoying Tee to Green. Hope you're having a good Saturday morning. Thanks for being with us here on WGR. It is time for our Encore Golf, Cobra Puma Golf, check of the PGA Tour leaderboard. Final regular season event of the season in Greensboro, the Wyndham Championship. And Webb Simpson, who came in as one of the favorites in this event, is coming through. 63-64, he's tied for the lead with Ryan Armour at 1,300 par. Henrik Stenson shot a 62 on day one. He is one back at 12 under par. And uh, two golfers at minus 11, three golfers at minus 10, including... Davis Love the third, who just continues to do well when he plays in some of these PGA Tour events. He's 
half PGA Tour, half PGA Champions Tour of uh, event player. But uh, he was playing yesterday with Ryan Moore, who's won this event, I believe. It's not, I it's, think Davis Love won it. Has won this event, yeah. Not too long ago. And he's out driving him. His, he just, he and Ryan looks, Moore's not had a great year yeah. after having an, a great year last year. Yeah, but uh, Love doing well. And if you're watching this week, watch the, the red-green number next to the guy's name oh, yes. on the graphics. That's the more important number. That's the more important number. That's key because this week it cuts to 125 to start the four-event playoff, uh, which will start with the Northern Trust next week. And then it'll go from 125 down to 100 and then down to 70 and then eventually 30 for the Tour Championship, Kev. But this playoffs, they've tinkered with the scoring a little here and there. It might get tinkered with a little more with the change in calendar coming up. But at least for the next two years, it's going to have this format coming up. If you're 126 versus 125, like that's that's a big difference going forward. And obviously, even for some, it can be career-changing. Well, 125 not only gets you in the playoffs, it... More importantly, secures your card for next year yes. for full full rights in the P. Like there are conditional cards yeah, on the PGA right. Tour. You know they, they hold uh, thirty cards for Web.com Tour graduates to get onto the PGA Tour, and then there, there's other conditional statuses where okay, you know the first it basically goes by the top one forty four want to enter an event, and then if you're outside of that, like, let's say Roy's not playing that week, okay, now one forty five you get in. Right. So it's not a, like you get your card sometimes where you, you have conditional status. You're not in every week, so that's why you see some players web.com, uh, pjtour.com. That's why you see all they don't have all these starts. So yeah, it's important to get to one twenty five because not only do you move on for the playoffs, make some more earnings. Uh, you know, make a living wise, yeah. make cash, uh, but then to move on to the following week to get inside that top 100 and then uh, to get in the top 60 and then, you know, to make it to the tour championship, the top oh, 30. It, it could be a lucrative month if you get inside that 125 and, and have, a, have a good month. It could be very, very lucrative for you. That's yeah, for look, sure. ask Billy Horschel. Yeah. No, that's right. He had his career time there winning twice and then the eventual FedEx Cup and the big $10 million bonus. All right, time now for our absolute care check of the PGA Tour champions event this week and they're not too far down the road endicott new york the dick sporting goods open and kevin sutherland and west short jr are tied for the lead at minus seven russ cochran Corey pavin one back at minus six they're through one round three round event and john daly update is in contention john daly's playing if you want to go see him been showing not, flashes. Not too far of a drive down to endicott there uh he's at minus four he's three off the lead yeah it's about three three and a half hours maybe yeah, it's not too bad. Nice place, too. That's they nice. used to have the BC Open there. Yep. It would be opposite of the British Open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's uh, Joey Sindelar from down that way. Yeah, there's a couple tour players from down that way, too. Yep. So, decent leaderboard. And like I said, Daly uh, is right in contention there. Minus four. Woody Austin, minus five. Sindelar, minus five. You just mentioned him. so He's comfortable on that course, uh, that's for sure. Larry Mize. Calcavecchia, Pate, they're all uh, within just a couple of shots of the lead. So uh, a good event going on in Endicott there for your Absolute Care. Check of the PGA Tour Champions Tour brought to you by Absolute Care and Orchard Brook, affordable adult-assisted living. As we welcome you back here, final segment of TD Green, Brian Colesville, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro, Jeff Metis. Let's get, uh, we were talking so much about some of the other stuff in our last segment with uh, Tim Freeze and the drive, chip, and putt. Uh, we didn't actually get your official PGA Tip of the Week which is on chipping this week, Jeff. So uh, how about some keys for chipping for our 
listeners that are going to go out and play this week. Yeah, chipping <clears throat> chipping is a little. I, I'm often asked what's the difference between a pitch and a chip, and that's a pretty gray area. Chipping's you know tends to be a shorter shot where you're trying to keep the ball low and get it rolling onto the ground. You make a shot more difficult anytime you try to throw that ball high in the air. So I always tell people you know putt anytime you can putt, chip anytime you can chip, and don't pitch and let if you can chip that. So you're always going to try to keep that ball low in the air. I'll take a standard seven iron chip for example. So if I've got a little bit of uh, open green in front of me and the pins in the back, I've got a longer longer little run up shot. I'll take a, a seven or an eight iron. I'm gonna I'm gonna choke up on the club. I'm gonna move it back in my stance. A lot of chipping and pitching is setup changes. So if you can just make the setup changes before you hit, you're gonna be more successful. So so take that seven iron, move it back behind center of your stance. Stand a little closer to the ball, so move in closer as you would with a putt. I actually will take the heel of the of the club and lift it off the ground a little bit. So I'm going to hit it with the ball a little bit more towards the toe of the club while I'm chipping so that ball doesn't jump off a little too hot sometimes when you're hitting those longer chips. So I'm going to stand, move the ball back, stand a little closer, get the heel up, choke up on the club, and then this is a one-lever motion, okay? I'm going to not have any wrist or any hinge. I'm going to keep it much like a putting stroke with just no wrist hinge at all. And the last tip there is to lean on my left leg a little bit more than my right. So I'm going to move my center of gravity in front of the ball so I hit the ball, then the ground. And then I'm going to think of it just as a putting stroke. I'm going to have it, you know, if I go back eight inches, I'm going to go through eight inches. People make their mistake. I hear a lot of people say, I need to accelerate through so they have a real short backswing and stab through the ball. There's no feel. There's no touch there. You're actually better off having a slightly longer backswing and a slightly shorter follow-through if you're going to air in one direction to have a little bit of softness in there. So once again, just get that heel of the club off the ground so the, the heel doesn't grab. You hit a little bit towards the toe, stand a little closer, move it back, lean left, and have a nice fluid stroke. Keep that ball low. Think if you were pitching that ball on the green and trying to roll it as close to the hole as you could with your with your throwing hand, you would never launch it up in the air. You'd you'd bowl it up there. You'd roll it really low. So use that shot. It's great when you're off the green. you got to hit it over hills instead of a flop or something like that. When you're tucked close to the pin, you can bump it into the side of the slope. You know, 10, 15 minutes of practicing with this shot, you'll, you'll add a new weapon, a new, uh, a new shot to your arsenal. All right, very good there from Jeff. And your weight, you would want it more on your front foot? Always on your forward foot, yep. yeah, because there's no, there's no pivot in this motion. So you want to preset your, your, into your left post, as we call it, to get that center of gravity in front of the ball so you hit the ball, then the ground. If you're hanging on your back foot, your club's going to tend to hit the ground behind the ball. If you're leaning on your forward foot, you're going to tend to hit the ball, then the ground. All right, very good. The Western New York PGA Tip of the Week there, brought to you by the Western New York PGA, growing a giving game. Uh, let's mention the Solheim Cup. It's the ladies' version of the Ryder Cup going on between the United States and Europe, and there's a match starting at 8.10 this morning. So uh, I know that they have coverage of that coming up on Golf Channel. Christy Kerr and Lexi Thompson leading it off. But uh, some names you definitely recognize, Paula Creamer, Stacey Lewis, Michelle Wee, they're all playing. The U.S. had a great afternoon session yesterday. They lead Europe 5.5 to 2.5, and, and it's pretty much the exact format of the Ryder Cup. And they have all the the makeup and the paint. They paint the flags on and the yeah. ribbons in their hair. Yeah, they look like they're having fun playing. Yeah, no, it, it, in the uh, the same as the Ryder Cup. The everybody wearing the same uniforms, the outfits. Although Michelle Wee, they said yesterday wore the wrong shirt, but she ended up. <laughs> she had, everybody else had on a different red shirt. She had on a different one, but she ended up winning anyway. She missed the text. Speaking of, where, right. you know, watching this European match play thing, I don't know that I'm on board with this T-shirt. I don't like the, that. The Nike T-shirt that they're wearing. With no collar? 
Yeah. yeah. The blade collar, they call yeah. it. I'm not a fan either. No, I just, you won't just see my team wear yeah. it. Looks I like don't like t-shirt. it. First of all, I know like Kepka and Day and these guys wear it. I know that my. I know I don't like it because I don't look frame, like those guys when I put it on. <laughs> my frame is similar. With no collar, I feel like it enhances the chest area a little more. Right. Yeah, I need a sports bra if I'm wearing that thing. <laughs> and you know what also me thinking? If you still have a short sleeve mock neck golf shirt in your closet, Get rid of it. Yeah, that fashion came yeah. and went. Yes. Eh. yes. Gone. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. Great show. Have a good weekend. Yep. We will, Club uh, championship. That'll be at, fun at to work. Park today. Yep. Yep. I'm going to take the weekend off from playing, Jeff. Wow. After this week. Yes. You must be burned out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your wife put the kibosh on it. That's right. Recuperate. Actually, I, you know what? <clears throat> I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm giving a speech at Fredonia tomorrow. So looking forward to going to my alma mater. Yeah. Yes. All the incoming students. So. Looking forward to that. Maybe I'll Facebook it live, Brian, so you can be inspired by Blue my, Devils? The Fredoni Blue Devils, That's yes. That's right. I remember from my... Well, I think you and I both... Did you call hockey, too, for Fredonia? Because I called it Absolutely. For, for Brockport. Yes. Matter of fact, the coach at Brockport used to be the assistant coach at Fredonia. Jeff... Brian Dickinson. Brian Dick- That's right, Brian yes. Dickinson. Jeff Meredith at Fredonia. Jeff Meredith. That's yes. what I was, I was trying to think of Fredonia. I just remember Brian Coggins. I will say Still this, there. I will say this. The... Uh, Joe's a good dude. The broadcast location for the college hockey broadcasters for Fredonia was superb, intense. Like you're right, there, you're right there, man. And it was loud. Yes, the worst place in the SUNY circuit was Potsdam. Sam. Did you ever go to a Potsdam? Climb up on the fire. You're escape. like, uh, you're <laughs> yes, yes. your fire escape. You're like up <laughs> near the ceiling on this, this little perch on a wall, and it's like two degrees in there. Oswego's got a nice rink. I've seen that one. Oswego, Oswego has, does. Although yes. when 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 probably when you and I did it, Kevin, they didn't have the brand new rink that they have now. They no, had, they did they not. Had the old airplane hangar, the wooden That's ceiling. Correct. Yes. Well, the, you know, Brian and I coming from SUNY Systems. Now Linda Cohn and Steve Levy made it a little bit higher than we've made it. Oswego. Yeah, yes. they're you know so they've donated some money to that program. That's why they're rinks. I've donated some to Fredoni, but you know not nearly what Linda Cohn or Steve Levy have donated to Sweetle. Sorry, still, guys. That's all right. I'm still paying for Brockport, by the way. No. But uh, wonderful SUNY institutions have us here. So kudos to Brockport and Fredonia for, uh, for all your tea to green enjoyment. That's right. Great schools. They are. Fredonia. Go to Fredonia. Go to Oswego. <laughs> you got the Oswego shirt on right now? I'm soon to be graduate there. Listen, yes. There's no nuclear reactors. Uh, you know, in Fredonia. Stop. So, anyhow. Joe, thank you. What do we got uh, inside high school sports at 10? Who's coming up at 11? Sal or Nate? It'll be Nate at 11. Sal's got another book signing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the busiest schedule in Western New York. You're off next week. I am. So, it's you you and Jeff are, uh, are going solo. We have two so. shows left. Two left. You're off next week. I'll be in Boston for... What is now the Dell Technology? This is our last time all three are up. Last three, together. the whole gang's together. So oh, it's kind of sad. It's been real. It is. Mm. All right, we'll hug in the parking lot later. <laughs> you got it. For PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. T to Green. We'll have it up on our on-demand audio very shortly this morning. WGR550.com. I'll tweet it out as well at Brian WGR. Check out our website. T the number two T two Green Radio.com. For Jeff and Kevin, I'm Brian. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Saturday at 7 right here on TD Green on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.